Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast. Talking about all things pop culture. Appreciate the woohoo. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And we are the best there is at what we do. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's thank you. Good. Thank you. And if you, if you understood that reference, then you know what we're talking about today. And if you didn't understand that reference, you still have no idea what the program's about. <laughs> exactly. Well, you probably do, because when you clicked on it on Spotify, it probably had a title. Oh, yeah, it does said, have a title, yes. Yeah. It yes, does they're not that. listening to it now. Yeah, that's true. They will actually be clicking <laughs> on it. That is the... a very good point. So I am not at my best this morning. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. we do this every, every time. show. Like, like people are going to be like, oh. What are they what, talking about? What might it be today? And they've actually already read the title. Yes, this is how sharp we are. Yeah. Seven years in. Seven years in. <laughs> we just figured out the entire yeah. intro. I mean, given our intros are not great to begin with, true, but now they are completely unnecessary. Well, I would say, I would say, um, yeah, yeah, totally unnecessary. Yeah, ooh, but, big surprise! What we're talking about here, folks. But Zach would say, "You're always learning in this business, mm. right? Right, Zach? Yeah. Always. See? Some there you some go. of us so, always more slowly than others. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but yes, today we're talking X Men on the occasion of their." The month of their 60th anniversary. 60th anniversary. Yep. Published. First published old. in 1963. So are we, my friend. So do the math. Well, that's probably why we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it probably yep. is. I'm going to bet this one doesn't get as many downloads. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of big X-Men fans out there. Are there? Oh, yeah. I feel like X-Men are kind of outdated. No. X-Men's huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Trust me. Trust me. There's tons of X-Fans. X-Fans. See, that's the problem. No, former not, fans. No, no, X like, like X. Once used to be fans. like X Men, X fans. Because the stupid Avengers X-Fans. came and like took all the oxygen out of the room. Well, that's that's the topic for next week. <laughs> here's, here's the, oh, by the way, the Toy Hall of Fame Avengers. coming. So that that's just a, a teaser for the listeners. We're going to do a show on the Toy Hall of Fame. We right? are, but in the last couple of years, we've waited until they've announced the winners, which is sure. around November. Yeah, so it's coming. Let's see, a couple, couple months, months away. So. Yeah. I don't think it's too soon to tease. Okay. By the way, can I just go off topic very briefly? No. You Damn cannot it. go All off right. topic. No. You can go off topic. It's the very briefly I object to. Oh! Oh, you want it to be longer? No. Because that's what it seemed like you were objecting to, that it was too brief. No. I was saying you could not do very brief. No. I'll do my best. Last weekend, I went to see the movie Bottoms. Oh, yes. And I want to strongly endorse... Okay. This movie. Do I, I, is this I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but let me give you... Do I need to add this to my list of things Alan tells me to watch? Yes, that you don't watch, yes. parenthetically. So. <laughs> That's a different so, list. Yeah. I watch some oh, of them. It's all the same. So, so if I had to give you just a fingernail sketch mm-hmm. of an overview of what it was, mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. a lesbian fight club mm-hmm. set in a high school... Mm-hmm. In the spirit of Heathers, although not Heathers, I know you're not a huge Heathers fan. No, I like Heathers. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah, Vicky doesn't like Heathers. I thought you. I thought no, well, I like Heathers. Okay. So it's not it's not Heathers, but it's it is like Heather-esque. a spiritual descendant. It has a significant role played by Marshawn Lynch. Oh, and at the same time, it makes a bell hooks joke. Oh wow! It is a capacious movie. A, a, I, a it is a bell hooks joke. Okay, yeah. I might have to go see it that. Is, it is. Yeah, when they dropped the bell hooks joke, yeah. my response was, "What exactly <laughs> am I watching here? Hmm, is this made for me?" <laughs> well, it's only yeah. Did you stand up? Bell hooks. I understood that reference. <laughs> I think I might have been the only one in the theater who laughed at that reference. <laughs> that but sounds about right. I mean, right. bell hooks is fairly niche if you're not 
If you're not an, yeah. an academic theorist, you yeah. probably don't know who Bell Hooks yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, she's got a, a, a slightly broader range than True. that, I would say. But still, to, yeah. to your your typical movie-going audience member, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's so a anyway, I, I tried but to be brief. That's not what we're but, talking about today. But I just, wanna, I just wanted to give a quick thumbs up from the podcast. Uh, mashed up recommendation? That's right. Just a quick mashy. All right. Yeah. All right, so no, let's talk X-Men. The awards we give. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like he doesn't even pay attention. I'd, I might not be. But yes, so X-Men. I think that's what we're talking about. Or was it Bottoms? I can't remember. Na, 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 na. I don't want to do more in case we get sued. Right. You can only do I don't so know. much. I think you can do like four seconds. And that's then about becomes... four seconds. What if you did it kind of funny? Then it would be parody protected. Na, 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 na. See, there you go. You can do that forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yes. So let's talk X-Men. Yes. Where would you like to start? Uh, Should we start with, with how we got into X-Men? Yeah, I think I've told this story before. Possibly. My story can go really quickly. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, yep, we used to go downtown Akron to this place that was like the greatest place on the world because it sold ice cream. Mm-hmm. Well, it had an ice cream shop in it, and it had a newsstand in it. That yeah, sold that's a good combo. So we only went once or twice, three times a year, so it was a big deal mm-hmm. when, when Philip, my brother, and I went to see or to, to visit this place, and one day we were supposed to go, and we were meeting friends. It couldn't be rearranged, and I got sick. Mm-hmm. I had to stay home. And yep. it was like, it, it felt like the most disappointing thing in my life. I have lived since then to realize. Greater disappointment. It was only the tip <laughs> of the iceberg of the disappointment in my life. But, so my brother got to go, and he brought me back a copy of X-Men 95, mm-hmm. which is the Death of Thunderbird yes, issue. classic. I read it. I loved it, mm-hmm. and I kind of read X-Men ever since. There you go. That's yep. my story. All right. How about you? Yeah, my story is, is much less, you know, heartfelt. I don't think that. anybody's surprised by yeah. that. What's that mean? It's hurtful. I don't know what it meant. It could have meant anything, <laughs> yeah, really. It just seemed mean. That was mean. No, so, I mean, I, I, growing up as an Avengers fan, X-Men was not something that I really collected. Right. I encountered them a few times, like they were in the first issue of Contest of Champions, which I got. Of course you did. They were in Secret Wars, yeah. issue two, which I got. Of course. But neither of those were really great. And then yeah. I just, I, I, I had like some random issues here or there. Like for some reason, my parents got me New Mutants 13 at some point. Interesting. Which I remember having, but I don't own anymore, which is odd because I owned lots of comics much earlier than that. Yeah. And I apparently let New Mutants 13 go. Oh. Not a big New Mutants fan, apparently. I love the New Mutants. That I know was you do. Kind of my title. So yeah. and then they they got me classic X Men, whichever issue reprinted like the first fight with the Juggernaut of yeah. the new X Men. Right. Um. And then like Uncanny X Men two nineteen. Okay. So, but my. So you're really just a, a dabbler here or there. Well, and then the and then universe. and then I would get them as like I got all of the Inferno issues of everything Marvel put out. So like I got all those issues, and same thing for Acts of Vengeance. I bet you still know more about the X Men than I do. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I, uh, I would put my money. But on really, you. I didn't. I really didn't like Excalibur. Was the first title I actually first mutant title I actually yeah. started collecting, and then I think um, Extinction Agenda is the point at which, from when I started collecting X Men, yeah, for quite a while. I think I gave up you around them, uh, the Zero Tolerance crossover. Do you have them polybagged with the cards in them still? I don't know. Uh, you even need to ask. <laughs> Remember, we thought we were gonna get rich. I'm going to buy two copies. One oh, I'm going to read, one I'm going to save. And in 10 years, I'm going oh, to yeah. sell my comic oh, book oh, collection, yeah. and I'm going to make $10 million. Yeah, no, that hasn't happened. It, it, it's never going it's to happen. It's never going to happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, my, my polybag covers A, A through E of X-Men number one. 
are not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not more much, some, are they? You sometimes see those on eBay, and it's like, $50. I'm like, I can get it for four. Yeah, if, that's somebody if, just if trying that. to, like, take advantage oh, gouge of people. Oh, that yeah. doesn't know what they're actually oh, yeah. buying. Yeah. Though, I mean, I mean, the one thing that I do have that's of value from that time is I yeah. do have New Mutants 98, which is the first Deadpool. So I have this, this is Bobby's favorite story of my comic book collecting. Mm-hmm. I have a huge run of New Mutants. Yeah. The only one missing. Yeah, yeah. Number 98. I don't, under, I don't understand how you Only miss. the debut of Deadpool. Oh, well, the only one I don't have. Yeah. The only one of any value is the one I don't have. Yeah, and that's the one. I, I have that. Because well, I did. You I, want to give it to me just to complete my collection? No, I don't. I mean, I'll sell it to you. I'm sure you would. <laughs> that's why one of us has heart. Yes. And the other is and, a and cold, the other hard, calculating man. things about me. <laughs> so, but yeah, so yeah, so I, I, I you know... I come and go with X Men. Yeah, like I'm. Cur- I've been getting it now since the Krakoa era, um, and here and there I pop in and out. And but then... not all of it since Krakoa, right? No, 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 okay. no, no. All right. No, I I tend to go for the quirky titles. Yeah, like you I do would. Excalibur. You like the magical stuff. I right? did X Factor. I found Excalibur hard to read. The 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 Krakoa, Krakoa. like the I, the real magical. I liked the first bit. Yeah. But then it got it. I didn't care for it. It got yeah. too. Part of it is that I don't think it did really well in terms of like, you had to be reading it from the beginning to kind of get what yeah. was happening every issue. I read so. it from the beginning and I didn't get it. But yeah, so we can talk about that as we move along. I brought a yes. lot of numbers for you today. Oh really? Like, a, like you know how you always quiz me on numbers I and brought, I just guess random numbers. I brought and we, no numbers. And you think it's fun? I have no numbers. Oh, I've for got today. some good numbers. Stuff oh, excellent. For you today. Let's, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Please. Well, let's do numbers. But we need to get to certain categories to do that. Okay. So do you want to start with a number? Sure. Or, right. or yeah, what what category? Or All right. So one thing you talked about talking about were X-Men franchises oh. or, or things that like they spun out of the comics. Yes. So I'm thinking movies. Okay. So I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And I collected the name of 14. Oh, geez. X movies. Okay. And their score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. So I thought I'd start at the bottom, mm-hmm. which gives you a clue in terms of how to guess numbers. Okay. And work our way up. Okay. What do you think is the worst rated X-Men film or film based on the X-Men? Jeez, there's a lot of options. Um, this one's a clear winner, by the way, I would say, in terms of Rotten Tomatoes voting. Is it X-Men Origins Wolverine? It is not. Is it Dark Phoenix? It is Dark Phoenix. A, I, I was like, it's got to be one of those two. Like, it, yeah. that, that was, I was like, it's got to. I was, I was kind of thinking. Like, and? Oh, was, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, people really don't like Dark Phoenix. But X Men Origins Wolverine is just such a bad movie that I was like, I was like, it's probably one of those two. The only good thing about X Men Origins Wolverine was how upset you got about the. Is that the one where they put like the parasite inside? What? Oh, like Wolverine, there's something about his healing factor that you got really upset. No, with. that's um, that's uh, the Wolverine. Oh, the Wolverine. Yeah, where I think it was the Wolverine when he has his when he has his healing factor taken away. Yeah. You got so mad. All right, so here's the quiz. Okay, so Dark Phoenix, dead body. What is the score? Oh, what's the on score? On Rotten Tomatoes. What is... Now you're thinking, like, how low could yeah. it be? Oh, it's probably pretty go? low. Is it, like, a 20? That's that's darn close. It's yeah. a 22. Okay. Wow. Yeah. A 22. Yeah, I will people, keep... people really don't like the Dark Phoenix movie. I think there are worse movies in the list. I would, I would argue, like, Dark yeah. Phoenix isn't bad. It's just kind of dull. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's not, it's not, yeah, and, and, yeah, it's just very dull and, and kind of uninspiring, but there are, there are worse things on that list. All right, so 13, The New Mutants. 
Oh, yeah. Which I have sadly never seen. I've seen it. You know, it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, it's not great. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I actually like the New Mutants better than other films on on in in the X Men. And so, what's the Rotten Tomato score? Jeez, thirty. Thirty-six. Okay. So far, so good. Number twelve is X Men Origins. Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. Yep. Number. Uh, forty. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Okay. You've only missed by like two to six points. So you're doing well. I'm the best there is at what I do. All right. What I do is numbers. No, yeah. Number eleven <laughs> is X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. How do you take Oscar Isaac, drop him into the X universe? And make a film that's really not very good. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, X-Men Apocalypse, again, is, is, yeah, yeah. Well, just, 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 you know, as with many things in the X-Men film universe, yeah. you know, like Apocalypse should have been a much cooler character um, than they did with him. But the problem is, like, and this is my, my line about the X-Men movies in general, is that they've always felt very kind of limited by kind of a, a kind of realism that they're going for. Yeah. And so instead of like a really cool apocalypse, we get I, Oscar Isaac in, I you just, know, the blue I, suit. I think apocalypse is hard to do. Well, there's just, that too. It just seems like a, like a villain that's hard to yeah. do, but yeah, it was. Um, so what's the, the rotten tomato number on that? Uh, what was, keep... what was origins Wolverine? That was the one right before feels that. like we're cheating, but I'll say it was 38, 38. So I'll say this is a 42. 47. Okay. So we're not, we're one, two, three, we're five movies in. And we're already close to 50%. We, yeah, we haven't, well, four movies in and we haven't gotten to 50% yeah. yet. That's not. Well, but there, you're on a list of 13 though, so. Or okay. 14, so. Yeah, so number 10. Yes. Deadpool 2. Really? That's that low? Yeah. That's a surprise. 55. 56? Yeah. I have to say, I, I didn't love Deadpool 2. But it is worth loving just for the X Force. Yeah, I guess just it, that scene alone. I like that, and then I like the Juggernaut scene when he first shows up. Yeah, I like I like yeah. that. So it, it has its moments. It has its moments. I mean, it's not doing anything terribly different from the first film, which is probably my knock against it. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's a it's a perfectly decent Deadpool film for Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, it's Deadpool. Um, it does kind of suffer a little bit from, oh, we've already done a Deadpool film. Yeah. Well, it also suffers from, hey, we've got to have Negasonic Teenage Warhead in this, but there's nothing really for her to do. Yeah. Um, and, and stuff like, so yeah, there is, there is some, but it's also got a great domino. So it does. Like that probably deserves to be higher on the list, I'd say. All right. So number nine, Mm -hmm. X-Men, The Last Stand. Oh geez, that's that. That one should be much lower. That is a bad movie. That's the one that's kind of surprising, right? That yeah, it, that it, one's. It could be. Yeah, their first attempt at the Dark the, Phoenix saga. The very Oof. bottom, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's it? What's it? What is its rotten tomatoes? Uh, fifty-seven. Right on the nose. Yeah, I'd say it can't be much. I was, the last one was fifty-six. I'm like that one can't be much higher because. That is not a good film. All right, so I don't want to rush you, but I yeah. also don't want to like take up too much time on right. movies. So we'll keep moving. Number eight, okay. The Wolverine. Oh, okay. Uh, fifty-eight, seventy. Oh wow, a that's big a big jump. jump. All of a sudden, I don't remember a whole lot about The Wolverine. That I, that's probably kind of the main knock against The Wolverine. Is yeah. that it's kind of forgettable. It's not a very memorable. James film. Mangold's kind of first effort. So how about um, number seven? Is X Men. Oh, the first X Men. Yes. Okay. Uh, seventy-five. 82. Wow, these now jumps getting are getting little, big. You're a little pessimistic. Yeah, these jumps are big. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. It wasn't Deadpool 2 that was down there. It was Deadpool... Whoops. What? 
There's only two Deadpool movies, so it's either Deadpool 2 or Deadpool 1. No, it was Once Upon a Deadpool. Oh, that's the PG-13 remake of the first Deadpool. Oh, there you go. That makes much more sense. I was like, okay, what? So now, now we are to Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. That makes Sorry. much more sense. Sorry, I misread my notes. Yeah. So it's number six. Okay. Uh, 87. 84. Ah, All right, so, so now we're in the top five. Okay. What would be your number one? What would be my number one? Yeah. It's not going to be number one on the list. Okay. My number one is X2, X-Men United. Who comes in at number five, actually? Yeah. Which surprises me because I feel like, I feel as if X2 gets a lot of positive. It does, but people, but people buzz. kind of forget about it, I think. Yeah. Because I will still say that, that pound for pound, that is still one of the best pound superhero movies. Boxing metaphor. Still today. Yeah. Like that film is still, it's, it's, they do such a good job in that film. Particularly given how early we are in the superhero stuff, yeah, and we haven't really had like these big team franchise movies, yeah, and they met like the story is is pretty much flawless. And of that of that first run yeah. of the X Men, it's by far the best of the three. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I well, I'd go. I'd say for me, it's by far the best of all the X Men films. Okay, all right. And but Rotten Tomatoes disagreed. Yeah, I know. What did they say? 85? I forget what number Damn, we're at. straight on. Yeah, I'm killing it. All right, number four is Deadpool. Okay. Uh, I want to take a guess at what it came in at. Uh, 90? 85. Oh, okay. I thought it'd be a little bit it higher than like it would, it, and it, it just yeah. seems like it would have gotten a better response than that. Yeah. So that means Deadpool 2 is higher than Deadpool, is it? No, Deadpool 2 is at 84. Oh, we already did it. Okay. Yeah, Deadpool is at 85. Oh, okay. So that, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. Sorry. So that leaves three films. In well, no it's obviously order. it's Days of Future Past, and then Logan's in there, and First Class. Oh, First Class! I forgot about First Class. Yeah, yeah that's yep. right. So, how do you stack those three up? Let's see if of you and Rotten Tomatoes agree. Those three, I would go Logan one, Future Past two, First Class three. You, it's like you and Rotten Tomatoes are on the exact same wavelength. Wow. It's it's like my tastes are as bland as everyone else's. <laughs> you, oh my God, that's like a really sad demographic realization. That it's like you oh, really don't have your own opinion. I have, I like, have the exact same taste as the hoi polloi. Well, is it the hoi polloi on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know what it is. It, so, um, you want to take a guess at X Men First Class, which might be my no. That's not. I would put X. You really First like Class X. Second. You, you really do like yeah. X Men First Class. Well, it's got the history. Yeah. And it's got it's a good it's, it's a, a good it's solid a, film. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it's I a did. good solid film. Uh, Days of Future Past was a little bloated to me. Like it just like yeah, ninety for X Men first. Eighty six. Eighty six. Okay, so we're not in the nineties yet. Yep. So Days of Future Past. Ninety. Uh, ninety. Okay. Yep. And then I think we'd both agree Logan is the best X Men film. No, because you said I still I I, I still re- go X two. I, mean, I I really like X two. I mean, it's a very close between the two. So you'd put Logan second. Or first or second. I put one. Can I do a one A and a one B? Sure, you can. Because yeah, they're one A and one B. Are right, you want to take a guess at Logan's score? Ninety four. Did you see that? No, that's exactly right. <laughs> like you did. Remark. It's. We should swap who asks and who answers numbers from now on because that was well, but freaky. It, yeah, well, it's just that's, well. You know, I mean, I'm just tuned into the zeitgeist. You are a Hall and Oates guy, which is a better way of saying it than I have the bland yeah. taste of the hoi polloi. <laughs> that's right. If you take all of America and you average <laughs> their now. opinions, you have Patrick. One hundred percent average. What's on TNT this week? <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh. Oh, by the way, while I'm on this page, before I forget, did you ever play the '90s X-Men board Vi game? Oh, board. I thought you were say the video game. Yeah. I have it at home. No, I've never played the X-Men board. Oh. I didn't even know there was an X-Men. You should come board over game. and play it sometime. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great show. Yeah. Well, remember what happened when we did Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> yeah, but it would just be you and I. It was not a it great would not show. Be, it would just be you and I and Zach. It wouldn't be, yeah. you know, the it other was, people. It was not a good show. <laughs> yeah. Not a good show. All right, so there you have it. Numbers. All right. Excellent. I have other numbers for you, too. Okay. Do you want to talk about favorite and least favorite characters? Sure. Because Entertainment Weekly did a listing of the top 100. Oh, wow. And, the, the like, the bottom are really bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, well, yeah. same thing if we do, you, you've got a kind of, of you know, nuance that a little bit because same with avengers there are a lot of garbage avengers yes so you have to kind of set aside like it's too easy to say well yes maggot or stacy x or or any of those people well, you are just terrible got two of them yeah exactly exactly so so, so when so i, was I would sort of set aside like all of those right when i was making my li my list of least favorite before i looked mm -hmm. online number one on my list was maggot yeah dumb second on my list was marrow okay Third on my list, I wrote the one with the pheromones. I couldn't remember Stacey That's X's Stacey name. X. Yeah. And then I never really liked Angel. Okay. See, that's, yeah, see, I would, I would, Angel's legitimate kind of like. Yeah, like I just. I, yeah. Whether he was the rich playboy or yeah. he was the like angsty yeah. Archangel. Like they, I don't think they have ever. I do like him. Got, I do like Archangel, but Angel I, is, is I, garbage. I, I just, I've never found, I'd say Warren Worthington, the third, is it the third? It is the third. Warren Worthington III. I've never found him to be compelling yeah. in any kind of iteration. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. have some favorites before I give you this guy's favorites so we can kind of compare and contrast? Well, my, I mean, my favorite X-Men is, is Nightcrawler. Like that's yeah. Nightcrawler, I think, is a very popular choice. I love choice. Nightcrawler. Yeah. I, I like kind of, particularly the, I, I, I should, should clear that, clarify yeah. that. I like the Nightcrawler that is the joie de vivre, swashbuckling, you don't like, like the angsty religious? No, I do not like color. angsty religious Catholic, uh, yeah. you know, which is the version right. that we kind of, like, everyone keeps getting, going to for like, oh, we've got to make Kurt Wagner serious. I'm like, no. Yeah, we don't. He's fun. Keep he, him yeah. fun. No, the fun, the fun. Like, that's the version of Nightcrawler I like. Yeah, much. You know, one of the things that was trouble, troubling for me in terms of picking favorite and least favorite characters, mm -hmm. it kind of depends when. Well, that's awesome, yeah. Because they've been running for 60 years, yeah. and they've been they've all been recycled yeah. in different kinds of ways. See, for me, least favorite. Yeah. And this is probably, you know, you, you may not... Because, again, I set aside, like, like all the, the, like, definitive loser characters. Right, so it's going to be Punk Storm. It's just Storm. I've, I don't like Storm. Wow. I, I find her, yeah. That is... I'm not a big Storm fan. Yeah. That is a I know. stunning call. I don't, I don't... She's not one... I, I don't know what... There's just something about her character yeah. that I just, I find kind of distancing. Every, every list you look at has I know. Storm right up there. I know, there. I know. That's, that's a, what, that's a, that's a hot take. Yeah, I know. Do that's they why. they still say hot take nowadays? I think they do. Do they? Not the kids, but people our age do, yes. Well, but we're reaching out to a broader audience. But yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I just, there's something about Storm that I just don't. Wow. Like, wow. yeah. That's, that's a. Hmm. Yeah, Storm's so, just not. When I sat down to make my list mm -hmm. of most favorite, yeah, Nightcrawler is near the top. Mm -hmm. I've always liked Kitty Pride. Shadowcat's my number two. But I feel I feel as if the more I thought about it, mm -hmm. I I more prefer to think of favorite groupings. Oh, okay. As, if, as opposed to favorite individuals. Okay. So for me, I mean, I was introduced to ninety five. Yeah. Right. So the original all new, all different team mm -hmm. is sort of the team for me. Yes. And like yeah. you can add Polaris. And Havoc. I do like Havoc. And Sunfire. Mm. And characters like that. So that that initial yeah. grouping. 
Although then, I, as I was kind of thinking about it, the Outback team that's that has really grown on me. It's kind of interesting because for me, then. that's you know that was the group that was in Inferno, so that was like my first. Yeah, and that and kind of the um that X Men two nineteen issue, which is the one where Havoc joins what becomes kind of the Outback team before yeah. they go there. So that whole era was kind of like my first real extended you know, reading of the X-Men. Right. And so I've always, I have a, a soft spot for the Outback era, which I remember at the time people did not like well, the Outback era, but I think it's sort of gotten more kind yeah. of nostalgically people appreciate it more. I think that when it first arrived, X-Men was, it was such a big title. Oh, yeah. And Chris Claremont, it felt as if he were taking all of that formula for success mm-hmm. and trashing it. Yeah. To start over, which... Now I find really refreshing. Yeah. Even every reboot we get now is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Every reboot we oh, get every now is, is how can we make it more like it used to yeah. be. And that's yeah. – well, we'll get to that later. I think one of the problems yeah. with X-Men today yeah. is it's lost its yeah. way. But yeah, I do, I, I, I do really that, – that, that outback grouping of – because what? It's Storm, it's Wolverine, it's Colossus, it's Psylocke, it's Dazzler, it's Rogue, it's Longshot. Yeah. Did I miss anyone? Jubilee's hanging around. Right. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's, it's a it's – a, it's a really it's a good, good team, and it's a really interesting Psylocke too. Yes, yeah, because that's that's scary Psylocke. Yeah, yeah, it just there's yeah, it, it's good stuff. Though I will say, my second least favorite character is Longshot. I do not care for Longshot. I find him very, I find him very dull. Can I, I be again? I'm not going to sound like an X Men fan. Mm-hmm. The Mojo Verse never really what spoke to me most. It wasn't one of the categories I gave you, but I did yeah. favorite and least favorite villain, and least yeah. favorite for me was Mojo. Like, yeah. I don't find any... I think, except the X-Babies. I love the X-Babies. I hate the I know X-Babies. you hate the X-Babies. I, don't give me but baby anything. If you're going to transform anything into a baby, yeah. I am not going to consume yeah. it. But yeah, Mojo, I just... Every time he shows up, I just, I don't... Yeah. yeah. And the idea of it, we're going to do a critique of media mm-hmm. and the way it turns people into these, like... Yeah. Like, these mindless zombies who just turn on TNT mm-hmm. every night no matter what. That's a good critique to make of... I don't like where that went. Of media. But it just, it never, it never landed yeah. for me. It, it, yeah, Mojo it, never, It was always never. supposed to be kind of a romp, too, and I, yeah. I just. You're not a romper? I, I like a romp. It never felt like a romp nah. to me. Like, I want a romp to, yeah. to romp. So let me give you the Entertainment Weekly bottom ten. Okay. And see if you think they got anything wrong. Okay. Maggot. Fine. Next was, um, so the, Maggot was the least fight, favorite. Okay. Um, X-Man, Nate Gray. Yeah, that's fine. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Rachel Summers. Oh, that's wrong. Wrong. Really? Wrong. We're in... So you'd have Rachel at the top? I mean, again, remember, what's my what's my first X-Men title? Okay. All right. Because, yeah, she's probably, I, I do like Rachel. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know that I necessarily have her near the top, yeah. but she does not deserve to be 98. I agree. I think so often when you get the, the um, Summers gray... Descendants, yeah. kind of being pulled back. I'm sorry, Adam uh, X, the extreme, is who belongs at that spot. It's odd that Adam X isn't on this. Yeah, he yeah. should. Oh, he's not on the list. Okay, not, that list not, is that list is. Well, it might be cool. somewhere else. I only did the top, the oh, bottom okay. ten, and the top. 15. Okay, yeah, Rachel Summers. That's completely unfair. Yeah. Um. Here's what I think you're going to argue with: Pete Wisdom. Mm, nah. Because he's an Excalibur guy. He's an Excalibur guy, but he's the Warren Ellis era of Excalibur. Yeah, I, I, he, he's very kind of edgy and, and yeah, Wisdom, he's fine, but I, I, I'm i not going to fight. I never, I never cared for Pete Wisdom, yeah. so that one's fine by me. Joseph the Magneto clone? That's fine. Yeah, like any clone almost. Yeah, like the best. Just... So I'm reading the current Scarlet Witch series, 
And at the end okay. of like the just previous issue, like Magneto shows up. Yeah. And then they go to the next issue where he's talking and there's a point where she realizes who he is. And she's like, oh, Joseph. <laughs> like, and that's kind of I'm like every yeah. fan's response when yeah. he shows up on screen is like, oh, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. yeah. All right, here's the one I had the biggest complaint with in the bottom 10. Okay. Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Oh, well, yeah. She's not a top 10 no, character. But, but she's also not the worst character. I always found her really intriguing, and I yeah. always wish they had done more with her. That's, I mean, that's probably why she's down there, is because they yeah. didn't really do a lot Well, with they her. do complain that, you know... But um, she's, not, she's not a terrible concept or anything, right. like, like some of the other ones. That here's what there. they wrote. Barely even wanted to be an X-Men. Yeah. Barely was. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Which is, I just, I always felt like she was a real missed opportunity to yeah. do something they, different. They don't do justice to her character in New Mutants movie, let me just tell you. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Right. Strong Guy? I like Strong I Guy. It's way too harsh on Strong yeah. Guy, Yeah, right? I mean, again, the, the, the Peter David X Factor is, is another favorite. See, Strong Guy I like. When you read the Peter, da- you could read that. Every five years, and it always feels always kind of fresh and funny yep. and good. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the therapy issue is the, just one the of the best single, is, one of the best yeah. single issues ever. In part because you, you read it and you think to yourself, why aren't they all going to therapists? Yeah. Because <laughs> they all ought to be. Yeah. Um, Wild Child? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. All and, of the Wolverine ripoff. Well, I mean, now, I mean, now we're digging into the, the bowels of Alpha Flight right there. So that's yeah. getting, that's going yeah. far. Yeah. Is that a pun? Because Wild Child would build, would dig into people's bowels? No. Okay. Um, Stacey X? I yeah. think we agree. Yeah. Random? Yeah, Random Dumb. was kind of a misfire. Maybe the one misfire in the Peter David X Factor. In that, yeah. I think he introduced him late, and then I think he left the title, and so Random never really got a chance yeah. to... And he became just sort of a poster child for all that was wrong for that era. Yeah. Of comics. Okay, yeah. and then number 90. Mm-hmm. I, this one, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. Megan. Oh, come on. See, I had a feeling. Unacceptable. Here's what he Unacceptable. writes. Unacceptable. He writes, oh, not cool. Interesting in theory. Oh. Co-created by Alan Moore. Oh. Boring in practice. Oh. Uh-oh, wait. Though I bet there's like a really big Megan fan who uses her image as their desktop wallpaper. I don't use her image as my okay. desktop <laughs> wallpaper. But but yeah, that's, that, that is checking. completely unfair to Megan. I, I don't think she should be bottom 10. Yeah. She also feels like a character different from Reyes, but similar in that I never really, and maybe I didn't read enough of the Excalibur stuff. Well, in I mean, that's the thing. Well, but... the, the other issue too is that like she's mainly in Excalibur, yeah. and then she's not really used outside of that. So. Right, and I didn't read a ton of Excalibur, but what yeah. I was reading, she always seemed kind of subsidiary to Captain Britain. She is, at least until Alan Davis shows up and yeah. and kind of starts to to fix her character, and then and then other people come on and. Yeah, take her backwards. So, so it'd be fair to say that even you think she has kind of a mixed. Oh, she's mixed, but that seems. I'd say that's way too low. Okay, so let me give you a quick run through the top fifteen. Oh, but goodness. Okay. Well, just we can. uh, Some of them, I think you're going to be stunned by. Okay, I'm clearly way overprepared for this show. I have five pages of single page space notes. I I have ten. We're not getting to anything. Okay, so we'll go to your stuff. (laughs) That's fine. It's fine. No, I mean characters was part of it. So husk, number fifteen, way Way too too high. high, Right? Way too. Oh, come on. Yeah. Ridiculous. Also, not an X. I get. Was she an X Men? Not they really. They all become an X Men eventually. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, no, way uh, too high. Okay, how about Mystique? That's fine. Okay, she's a classic character. Thirteen, Professor X. Way too high. He sucks. He's terribly <laughs> the worst. He is, <laughs> yeah, he is almost always the worst. You know what? He's a jerk. 
That's a Kitty Pride reference. Thank you. Yeah. Professor Xavier is a jerk. Yep. One of the classic title or covers. Title. Yeah, but isn't it? It's the splash page. Oh, it's the splash page. There you go. Um, Havoc. I can live with that. I like Havoc. I'd oh. probably have him higher, but I'm glad to see he made the top 15. 11, Colossus. Fine. Yep, I Maybe agree. a little low, but I like Colossus. 10, Blink. I like Blink, but that's probably too high for Blink. Blink is overrated. I like, yeah. Yeah. She was great in the Exiles comic. Right. But she, yeah, but, not that she hasn't been but great. That's but... probably a little too high for Blink. All right, so Deadpool. Too I, high. Yeah, same. High. I mean, I know no? I know people love Deadpool, but yeah. yeah. Deadpool the con- or the movie maybe, but yeah. Um this one I think we'll agree on. Gambit. Way too high, right? Yeah. Gambit I mean, I, I'm not surprised to see him that high, but he should not. He's a he's a lot of shtick. Yeah. Most of it bad. Yeah. All right, 7 Beast. I can live with that. Got to be 6 Cable. Too high for Cable. Too high for We agree on a lot of this we stuff. We do. Definitely too high for Cable. Nightcrawler 5. Too low for Nightcrawler. 4. Rogue. Yeah, it's about to be expected. I'd probably flip those two. Yeah. 3. Uh-oh. Way too high if that's Storm. Storm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. 2 I... Cyclops. Okay. Is Jean Grey Phoenix number 1? Wolverine's number one. Oh my Jean god, Grey Phoenix, Phoenix didn't, didn't make, make the, the fi- top 15. Oh, that is ridiculous. I'm sorry, then, then. No, Jean Grey is a top five. She's at least top ten. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd make her top five, but Not she's at top least top five. ten. Not no? Top, no, no, maybe top. Maybe she squeak into the 16 or 15 spot. No, nah, no, nah, she's Jean probably. Grey? Yeah, yeah, I never hired yeah. them. I, well, I it depends. Are we talking that. Marvel Gold Jean Grey or Phoenix Jean Grey? Because Phoenix Jean Grey should be up there. Because Phoenix right. Jean Grey is awesome. Well, but it's all. It's, yeah, like that's the problem in part. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so. So yeah. there you go. Anything else on characters that you wanted to talk about? I don't think so, because I've already trashed Storm, so that's good. Okay. So how about artists? That's what I had next on the list okay. of what you sent me. That works. Yep. So when I sat down to start making a list of artists, mm-hmm. there were more than I thought. They have a really good run of... I mean, it, well, it I really I, started to pile up. I sat down and thinking about, particularly with the new X-Men, you go from Cockrum to Byrne, back to Cockrum to Paul Smith to John Romita Jr. before his art got really blocky, yeah. to Mark Silvestri to Jim Lee. If you, you're skipping over some fill-ins and whatnot, but that's a pretty good track record of artists. Well, and I mean, you've hit any number that I listed. Yeah. You can't talk about X-Men and artists and not talk about John Byrne. Yeah, as much what, as we might not want whatever to Whatever we might think about yeah, him it's is hard, a yeah. political actor yeah. in the world today. Or a person. Right. The, the stuff oh. that he did... Still, still stands out, mm-hmm. and in some awesome. ways is working to revolutionize the yeah. business. I think. I mean, yeah. his stuff is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he used to complain, right, about it was Terry Austin that inked him. That, I love that, Air Austin. That Austin made it too easy. Oh. but the two of them together. Yeah, they they could draw almost anything. I mean, it's interesting because they've done stuff like they did an Avengers West. Uh, I think they did an Avengers West Coast annual when he was writing it, and they brought Austin back as an inker, and they were not a good match. In, yeah. in that interesting um, okay look it looked it looked the line looked much thinner and scratchier than i was used to like huh. but but back then oh my god like burn yeah. austin is is it, one mean, of the classic of, yeah i mean that's just some of the best marvel art period yeah yeah is, is burn austin so again given my love of excalibur i do love me some alan davis art. alan davis is second on my list yeah actually. like alan davis Although a couple i might have in front of it but yeah his yeah, stuff like is, alan davis is just i mean hands down probably my favorite artist Period. Well, love Davis. The stuff. thing about Davis is, whenever you see him, you know him. Oh yeah, he has this this unique style that is his, mm-hmm. and he owns it. Yeah, and nobody else has ever been able to replicate 
There's some, like think, Brian Hitch comes close. They try. Though he's yeah. though Hitch has uh, early Hitch is very yeah. in the Alan Davis mode. He's moved away from that. But even there's it, some it, others. Mark it, Buckingham, I think, somewhat there. But, but it always feels like yeah. a, a replica. Yeah. Of of what David yeah. Alan oh. Davis is. Yeah, terrific. Davis and is. Yeah. He wrote important stuff too. He oh, his like, his uh, run on Excalibur as writer is fantastic. Right. Yeah. So one name you didn't mention was Mark Silvestri. Uh, I did not. I mentioned him in my list. Oh, did you? Yeah, of, okay. of like my run of people. Oh, okay. So Silvestri, in retrospect, I I appreciate more than I did maybe even yeah. when I read the comic book. Yeah. Um, so I think somebody you didn't have because he's more recent. How about Chris Bacalo? I do like Bacalo. Or Bacalo. I forget how to I'm not okay. sure how to pronounce it. Yeah. But his... When he, Sometimes his art gets a little hard to follow at times. Yeah. He, yes. You need to have a, you know either the right inker or the right right. Sometimes his stuff makes it fair, but I do like his art. But what he brought his Gen X Generation to, to X, Gen is, X is great yeah, stuff. Was terrific. Ed and Wolverine in the X Men was really good. And then when he shifted into the more you know mainstream mm-hmm. Marvel, it was and it was it was very different. Yeah. But he made it work, which I think yeah. is hard because. If you kind of look at what we're talking about, there's always been sort of an X-Men look, even mm-hmm. if it kind of morphed. Yeah. But well, it's always, I mean, particularly in the early, but different. With, with Cockrum, yeah. Byrne, Paul Smith, like it's always had a very clean, clear yeah. kind of line to it. And that is not, that's not Bodulo, but I yeah. do like his art. But uh, Paul Smith is a big sleeper pick for me. Yeah. Didn't draw a ton. Yeah, I just I love his run on the title. Yeah, well, uh, what, what uh, 175, the, the Cyclops, Madeline Pryor wedding issue where mastermind comes back like that's that's i mean one of my favorite single issues in x-men yeah is that yeah um, and, that, and that's paul smith at the top of his game really good all right so you mentioned dave cockrum mm-hmm. who deserves credit as oh yeah i mean kind he, of the foundation yeah, in many I mean, ways he, he designed all of the the new x-men his stuff is classic in a throwback kind of style yeah 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 um the one that i just maybe this is my storm version mm-hmm. of artists is john romita jr even when he was pre-blocky, mm-hmm. John Romita Jr. never his his stuff never spoke to me like the other people around him did. Yeah, and yeah. I know like to say that is to criticize. How many issues did he draw? I mean, he's such a he was there for a decent amount of yeah, time because what he basically is after Paul Smith, so that would be like around one the one seventies, and he's basically around into like the two tens. Yeah, because so he leaves, I think right. I don't think he does any of the mutant massacre stuff. I don't think so. So and I, so I think he leaves like, but but he does do the Hellfire Club battle that's right before the mutant massacre. Yeah. So he he's around big, until like two two oh nine. Yeah, something the big like trial that. of Magneto was that two hundred. That's two hundred. Yeah. yeah. So he's so, there for a good but just, what forty issues ish. Yeah. Even when I was for reading them at the time. Yeah. And then he came back, I believe, later. Right? Doesn't he? Did he come back? He might. Oh yeah, he does. Around three hundred or so, he comes yeah, back. And that's and when he's just, in his big blocky style that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Care for as much. So maybe the blocky more recently colors it, but I remember reading it as yeah. a as a kid and feeling like something had well, been lost. I think the, the other issue you have with and and I don't know how much of this is John Romita Jr., but the team during that time and how the team looked because that's Rachel Summers and the leg warmers. That well, definitely has that's a, big a, purple white M outfit Magneto. Like that is that, that no, there, no. Is, there is some ugly looks during that era yeah, i wonder how much of that he designed and that's what i don't i don't recall the question yeah like i i had a thing on here of best and worst costumes and like purple yeah. white m magneto is right up there you go late 80s 90s and you kind of hit all of that yeah. i think for the worst yeah um more recently i've always liked carlos pacheco oh yeah i just yeah, I, rest in peace yeah um tragic but yeah but 
Oh, Pacheco stuff. Well, he did. Was, he did Avengers Forever with with music. It was fantastic. Yeah, he like just, Pacheco, and had a run on Excalibur. His art is yeah. I love Pacheco. I feel as if he really fits in the 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 long tradition mm-hmm. that we've talked about. Yeah. Know? So I, I he was yeah. one of my more recent favorites. Yeah. And he's of a, course, he's such a good artist. You know, I have to mention Bill Sienkiewicz. Am I allowed? Oh, yeah, to, yeah. to pull him in. Yeah. His run on New Mutants yeah. is almost which he wasn't on New Mutants as no. very long. I always thought he had like a very long run on New Mutants, yeah. but he actually wasn't there for terribly long. But he certainly left a mark. Bobby bought the uh, the omnibus Moon Knight. Oh yeah, and I hadn't really seen. Some oh of yeah, that his Sinkevich stuff. Yeah, his Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean the Moon uh, the Sinkevich Moon Knight. I mean that that's the definitive Moon Knight. The guy is very very talented. Yeah, yeah. very talented. Yeah. Yep. So anything else? That's my list of artists. Have I missed anybody? Um. Well, in terms of worst artists. Oh, okay. I had Liefeld because he did issue 245, which allows me to get him in there. Yeah. Well. Because <laughs> it's Liefeld. He also did all that X-Factor stuff, which counts as X-Men, right? X-Factor stuff. Oh, X-Force. Yeah, I was saying X-Force you know. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I was thinking purely X-Men artists. So yeah. Like, well, so, okay, Le- I mean, Liefeld's, Liefeld's an easy one. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not, I mean, except for, like, some of the fill-in people. Right. There's not really a lot of... No, they've been pretty well staffed. They've been pretty well staffed in terms of art. I mean, even even setting. I mean, if you set aside kind of like that when you get into like the post Claremont era, yeah, you're in kind of your your image '90s style art. You right. know, Kubert and and Art Thibbert and all those people and Portasio. It's, it's yeah, it's got a. Well, certain, I really liked. It I like Portasio. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. they've they've got a certain look to them that that nowadays is a little, little much. But right, yeah. Well, there's it, it's definitely that that, that the excesses 90s of the '90s machismo yeah. kind yeah. of. Yeah, so here's who we didn't talk about on CBR's 10 best list. Okay. See if, if you think we should have. Andy Kubert. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, the, the Kubert's And, of course, intro. Adam Kubert. Oh, you know who we didn't talk about? Who's that? Art Adams. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I just realized we didn't talk about Art Adams at all. Big name in the field. Big name, yeah. you know, would would pop up here or there. Like, he never did an extended run. Right, I think that's why I don't think of him as an X-Men Yeah, artist. but he did a bunch. He did a lot of yeah. really big annuals and things like right. that. So. Yeah, no, it's true. You a fan of the Kuberts? They're fine. Yeah, I mean, they're still yeah. very that '90s kind of art Try, for me. Kind of like trying to make a transition. Yeah, kind of trapped by it. Um, we didn't talk about Frank Quitely. Not a big yeah. Quitely's art didn't didn't. It was an an effort to do something really radically different. Yeah. But yeah, and then yeah. We didn't, well, and then and he was just so inconsistent on when he could actually do like right. that, like the new X Men run by by Morrison, like is very uneven in terms of art. Yeah. So yeah, and then um, Jim Lee does he deserve any more discussion than you're lumping him in with the excess '90s? Well, I'm, I I wouldn't I you know I really do like Jim Lee art. Jim Lee art is yeah. is is gorgeous. Yeah, like I, I do like Jim Lee as an and artist. He's, he's he's the best of kind of that image. In my opinion, he's the best of that image '90s. I agree, and I think that kind of group that it's really Jim Lee who takes X-Men to the next yeah. level. And then right, and that. then leaves like two days later. <laughs> well first he kind of forced Claremont out. Yeah, and then, he and, then, and then yeah. he and then he leaves yeah. like he leaves for, so. for image and Yeah. I don't know. I, I I will say this, I think it's true. Wildcats yeah. doesn't quite measure up no. to the no. work he was doing at no. Marvel. No. No. Yeah. So anything else on your artist list? No, that's pretty much all I've got. All right. So uh, I've got a uh, favorite storyline. Yep, that's where I've got next. Okay. If you want to go there. That works. All right. Again, setting aside the obvious ones, 
Do Dark Phoenix Saga. I did. Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future Past. But I have to say one of my favorite, even if I don't set those aside, one of my favorites yeah. is the Proteus Saga that's right before the Dark Phoenix Saga. I, I have that. So I, I found that's that list on CBR Such a good storyline. Just just good 10. superhero team comics. Like you get the you get the the current team and then you're they're teaming up. You know, they're reuniting with Gene Gray after everyone thinks everybody's dead. Havoc, Polaris, Madrix are all there because they're on Muir Island. Like I yeah. just Yeah, it's, it's just it's so much good stuff. You get the shattering of Wolverine's confidence by Proteus's. Yeah, it's right at the top. Yeah, of my, like at that's my list it's of such a people good never talk about. Yeah, well, I think because the next issue is the first issue of Dark Phoenix Saga, and, and yeah, so it kind of gets overshadowed. But Proteus is so good. You're right. The Proteus stuff is so important. Yeah, in leading into it. Yeah, it just it's it's yeah. a, it's just yeah it should be there. I I 100 agree. Proteus underrated classic. All right, so number one on the CBR list was Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and it's it's hard to get it. I, no, I can't argue with that. It's a great storyline. Nobody's been able to escape it. No, no one's been know, able to do honestly, it justice on it, film. Yeah, yeah. Or to revisit it, even, yeah. I think they've struggled. So you had that, you had Days of Future Past, yeah. which is Those obviously... Obviously the top two. And not just because it was a... Like, it's it's more than one, but it's only two, right? Like, it's a very yeah. self The original one, it's 141 and 142, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't, it didn't have to be sprawling. It was supposed to be self-contained. That right. was, uh, that's part of the, that's one of the the, yeah. the friction fractures between Byrne and uh, yeah. Claremont. Because Claremont had told Byrne that it would just be a one-off thing, and yeah. the world would be destroyed at the end. And then when it was published, Claremont in the script left the door open for it. That was one of the things that annoyed well, Byrne. It it is this early look at where comics are going in yes. terms of dark dystopian oh, yeah. kinds of futures. Mm-hmm. It's 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 brilliant. So, yeah. I would have the Brood storyline up there too. Okay, the initial one. Yeah, like the first time the like Paul with, the Paul Smith era one with the. Or, is that I think no I think there's one before that right. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember. Who drew it? Is there real? There's a Paul Smith one, but isn't there? Well, maybe there's a Cockrum one. I think there there's the Cockrum second one. There See, is, I, I, they're there's so Cochran close together that I tend to think of them as the same Smith, thing, but I think but, they actually are different. Smith is like the space whales. Yes. And all yeah. of that kind of stuff. I really like those. I don't, not a huge fan of what's happened with the brood yeah. ever since. Yeah. But those two, I think, stand up. So yeah. I would, that was not in this guy's top 10 list. But okay. The, or no, it is. Sorry. It barely squeaks in. But to me, the brood. Saga deserves to be yeah in the the problem I think with current X Men is so much of it is trying to to recapture often too directly mm. Dark Phoenix yeah the Brood Days of Future Past Days of Future Past right it's mm. uh, it's all going back to that well yeah so anything so we agree then on the the top unless you disagree on the Brood uh I mean I wouldn't I don't know that I necessarily have the Brood that high. Uh, this will be kind of an odd duck, but I think one of the better X-Men storylines is uh, Avengers Annual 10. It's where they introduce Rogue. And where Carol Danvers starts associating with the X-Men. This... And where everyone kicks the Avengers around for the events of Avengers so, 200. So the stories that follow are really great X-Men stories. I agree. And that's some Paul Smith stuff too, right? The annual is Michael Golden. Yeah, but with but when Rogue but that would kind be, of first shows uh, up. Yeah, I think that's 171, so I think that's right Wolverine around. And are kind of like, yeah. yeah, on the run together. And the stuff they did with Miss Marvel and Rogue mm-hmm. is is terrific. Yep. I can understand why you'd want to make it an Avengers story. Of course, story. Avengers Annual 10, great story. Great, great X-Men story. <laughs> it's not a great <laughs> Avengers story because it's basically Claremont pointing out everything the Avengers did wrong in, in 200. Well, but maybe we'll talk about that in our Avengers show. The Avengers show is going to be interesting because I do not know the Avengers. That's fine. So I know a thing or two. Yeah. 
Yes, so I've been so I've been told. Um, other stories on your list? Um, I mentioned the uh, 175, the marriage of of Cyclops and Madeline Pryor. Yeah. And then another one that I really love is Uncanny 239, which is the prologue to Inferno. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a really, I, I generally love kind of downtime issues. Yeah. And that's one that does a real, particularly since that was like my first, I think it was my first introduction to the Australian team. Yeah. Like the way it kind of checks in with each character and kind of gives a little bit of, it's just a really well done yeah. issue. So when Claremont was on his game. Yeah. And I will say, I think Inferno's probably the best of those kind of big Marvel 80s crossovers. The like crossovers all the, are going to get worse. Like, all the other ones don't quite... Like, Inferno actually worked in a way that the others I don't... Like, You're Inferno... You're a fan of in- Extinction Agenda? Oh, I'm thinking about things like Acts of Vengeance. Yeah. Um, I mean, Extinction Agenda should have... It has a good story, but the art kills it. Like, you've got yeah. Jim Lee doing X-Men, Liefeld doing New Mutants, and you got yeah. Bogdanov doing X-Factor. It's yeah. just... The Bogdanov's... The, the art doesn't... Like, it's such a, a, such a jarring shift to all of them. Yeah. So Extinction Agenda is is hurt by that. Yeah, it's also in my mind it's hurt by it's clearly intended to be an event, mm-hmm. and it feels like more an event sometimes yeah. to me than even a story. Well, also part of it that really annoys me is if you look at the original advertising, it was advertised as crossing over between Uncanny, New Mutants, X Factor, and Excalibur, and then Excalibur got dropped out of it for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's not cool. No, not for next Excalibur disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so oh. CBR had others. You want okay. Me to toss sure. a couple at you. How about Schism? No. Yeah. No, that's that's didn't care. I mean, that, it like I think the Wolverine and the X Men title that I like I think came out of Schism, but Schism yeah. itself felt yeah. a little bit forced. How about Uncanny X Force? Oh, the original the like, that was the the Remender that's, stuff is great. It's very and good. Uh, Jerome yeah. Pena like that that yeah. is that is some good comics right there. All right, so we agree on that one. Yeah, that's a solid one. Um, Exogenetic. I don't even know what that is. It was Warren Ellis and Phil Jimenez. I don't. I yeah. didn't read it. Um, he lists X Men number thirty, which is a different wedding. Oh, the Jean Grey wedding. That was yeah. a good wedding issue. Yeah, especially because it doesn't have all the problems. Yeah. Uh, number five for him was House of X, Powers of Ten, Powers of X. It's like, Powers of Ten. Okay, yeah. Powers of Ten. Um, which I think it's a. That's really good. I think that's the closest the X-Men universe and comic books has come to kind of peak Claremont mm. stuff. Mm. Disagree? I, I think, I think it's the Moira stuff is just, see, I, I, for me, it, I, I think I would actually argue going back to kind of your earlier point about how they're always kind of retreading yeah. things. Yeah. It's, a recent storyline that actually seems to be trying to do something different. Yeah, which is a good thing. Um, even though, it, I mean, obviously you've got Nimrod and people coming back from the future, right. so it's got a little bit of Days of Future Pasty stuff in there. It um, does. But, but it, it still feels different, and it's set up a really good concept, which was which, which what Hickman is great at. Hickman is yeah. great at concepts. Oh. Um, Once we get past those two, I think it's been downhill since then. There have been moments where it's, it's sure, I think it's peaked but, back up, but I, yeah, again, it's, it's right. maybe not like a, but it's like generally the direction yeah. has been yeah. a downward trajectory. Yeah. Well, cause Hickman is clearly building towards something, Yeah, but some of the ways he's getting there, like the, the, er, the first run of, of X-Men comics that he does, where it's like a different storyline, each issue, different yeah. characters, like there's not really any continuity. Yeah. The first villains they fight are the old botanist ladies horticulture. Yeah, the horticulture. I'm just like that. that's who we're that's who we're going with out of the gate. 
so to me, evil though, botanist ladies, like, ugh. But so your criticism though is moving beyond what I would define as like the like I would just do House of oh House, House of and Powers is great. It is great. Great stuff. And then I agree with you. From Excellent there, stuff. From there it goes downhill. Fourth for him was Age of Apocalypse, which you've not mentioned. Oh, I, I forgot think. about Age of Apocalypse. That was I, I. I actually collected the entirety of Age of Apocalypse. I I did enjoy Age of Apocalypse. I, I was teaching at a community college when that came out. Yeah. And I had a guy who managed a comic book shop and okay. brought me like all this like extra special stuff. Yeah. About it, but I you. Know, in retrospect, it feels a little gimmicky at times. Oh, it totally is, but I enjoy um, it. But it was, it was, you know, like Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. kind of on steroids. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That is I good, would that not is have it number four on my list. Yeah, but I would maybe a little high, but yeah. Um, Mutant Genesis, which is the Claremont Lee New Beginning. Oh, okay. It's a good story. Like those, those, the three issues they did, X Men one, two, and three. Yeah, are really good. Yeah, although the acolytes never really quite. No, but there's a lot of the acolytes, the upstarts. There's a right. lot of things that don't really work, that don't, don't really quite, land, quite yeah. land. Yeah. And then number two, he has new X Men. Oh, the Grant Morrison. Yeah. <sighs> it's too high, right? Yeah, it's probably too high. I mean, it's it, it's again trying to do something different. But part of my problem too, particularly if you read the Morrison manifesto that he includes, it's so much built on kind of trashing like classic superhero comics that yeah. I'm like, oh, like yeah. And I'm glad they, I you know. Like, one of his plans was to kill off Rogue and replace her with, like, a gothy yeah. character called Rogue. And I'm like, well, I'm glad they didn't do that, because, yeah. A, that never would have worked. No. Um, but, no. yeah, he did He did and sort like of... middle-aged uh, men writing gothy kids. Just yeah, he did. did refurbish Emma Frost, though. Yeah. So. True. Uh, she has been refurbished. Which, again, largely because he, wa- he originally wrote it thinking he would have Colossus, and then Colossus was dead. So he yeah. brought in Emma Frost and then gave her the, the diamondy powers. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. sure about secondary mutations. That's been kind of hit or miss. Yeah, like a lot of, a, a lot of stuff has been hit or miss. Yeah. And I feel as if I, currently the X-Men universe suffers from just being so big and so sprawling. Yeah. And that's partly Hickman's fault. Like the universe he built or started yeah. to build has gotten. Well, it's. Do we need to terraform? Mars? Mars? Well, the like, issue is it, it's partly Hickman's fault, and then yeah. it's also the issue of Hickman clearly had an endpoint that he was getting to. Right. And for whatever reason, the X office or whatever, they decided they didn't want to end it yet. Yeah. And so it's one of the things that I really liked about that second Inferno limited series. Yeah. Particularly where you have, you have Magneto and Xavier fighting the Nimrod and Omega Sentinel. They're cut off from the backup system. Yeah. And basically revealed, like, all of their, you know, the the Sentinels' secret plans, and then kind of put it on a shelf. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this is clearly Hickman putting that on a shelf, because yeah. we now know it, but nobody else knows that that's there, and he can just come back to it whenever he wants. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like they, they, they made a mistake in kind of wanting to prolong things. Yeah, and, 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 and biggin things. Like, yeah. Like, constantly getting bigger, and... To me, like part of the beauty of Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. it's two issues. Yeah, and it's got a great punch to it. Whereas yeah. this one, it it felt like it punched itself out a while. Well, even and there's so many different titles within it, yeah. and they're constantly getting rebooted. They, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to organize comic books anymore. It's it, it it's hard. Um, but yeah, well, and even the most recent Hellfire Gala, which had like the big attack on Krakoa and whatnot, yeah. felt so perfunctory to me. Because it was like, yeah, we, we know this is coming. Like, they're, yeah. they they teased it for months. It's like, yeah, they're going to get absolutely yeah. 
you know, bushwhacked. And I'm like, okay. So it just felt like very going through the motions. And, right. Um, I do like some of the direction that, that it's going in now. Um, there's some things that don't make sense. Like in the X-Men Gala, when they, they announced it, like, Sync and Talon are now the new leaders of the X-Men. They're like, because yeah. they've earned it. And I'm like, okay, Sync's been around. Right. This version of Talon just showed up five issues ago. Yeah. And has been on one mission with you guys. And you're right. like, she's ready to lead. I'm like, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's the weird thing. It's the weird thing about the Hellfire Gala. Because for us, a year has passed between right. the galas. Right. In terms of comic book time, it's it's been a year. Right. But it only feels like it's been right. a couple months because of how decompressed comics most, are these yeah. days. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's. But yeah. Plus, I really like the first of the new X-Men teams. You know, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Rogue, Polaris, Sink. Yeah. Um, uh, Wolverine, the, the, the Laura Kinney Wolverine. Like, I yeah. really liked those 12 issues. When they just replaced them again at the second Hellfire Gala, like, the team that came into place, I was like, that's not, I don't care about that team. Well, in, in part because, despite my complaint about it all being too big, if you really want to do character development in comic yeah. books, you've got to let a, a a group sit together for more than twelve yeah. issues. Like they, you need a couple of years. Well, and really... that's the thing. I actually, I I thought the group that sat together for those first twelve issues, I actually thought that did work as a group. Yeah. The problem is the second group never felt like they well, really sat together. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it didn't work as a group, yeah. but you need to give them a second year together yeah. to really reach new levels yeah. of insight and and. Yeah empathy for these characters yeah. and so. we sometimes i pick up a comic an x-men comic book today and there's all these characters running across the state and i don't even know who I mean, a lot of characters like, who, who is that yeah. it just like was in two panels and is gone yeah when they're just hanging out on krakoa like drinking at the blobs restaurant or whatever yeah yeah it's tiki bar like more of a bar yeah, yeah. Than a it's restaurant. more of a tiki yeah. bar but i just i mean okay i i yeah. And then I feel bad. I'm, I'm supposed to know all these characters, and I just yeah. I don't. Anymore. Well, the other issue with Rakoa is, I liked the idea of like them finally finding their founding their own nation and whatnot. Yeah. But very quickly, a lot of the heroic X Men characters became kind of unpleasant. Right. Like I was just like, yeah, they they don't seem like good guys anymore. And maybe there's maybe there's something they're trying to talk about there. The way in yeah. Which when you come into power, it it shifts who you are. Or yeah, you but, there's, but it doesn't there, feel developed enough to. Well, but also there's a. I also have a problem. In like, okay, so they've been a metaphor for minorities for the longest time, and now we're showing that when we give minorities power, they kind of become corrupt. I'm like, that's seem, not. It does seem I mean, problematic. Setting right? aside the separatism yeah. that's inherent in them as well, which right. is problematic. It's like, yeah, they're they're you know you've given so we've given the minorities power, and now they're all of a sudden corrupt, and they're terraforming planets, and they're this massive threat. And I'm like, right. that's not yeah great. I don't think they intend any of that, but no, I'm like, no, that's not at not... all. But the problem is they've got sixty years. Yeah, well, not sixty years, but close to sixty years yeah. of kind of racial metaphor. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, built in. I have yeah. a fair foul for you. Excellent, because I think we need to start wrapping up, and Probably. fair foul is how we wrap. Yeah, this is so. Uh, I got a couple. I thought you'd enjoy this. So this, okay. this. So the first one is is going back to. So this is a take on the Dark Phoenix saga. Okay. For the past two years, I've watched the book degenerate, watched the X Men become a perversion of what they once were. Watch you twist and mangle characters you virtually created. Is this a letter you wrote? I first decided to stop buying during the Hellfire Club storyline, but held on for sentimental reasons and a vague hope that things would get better. During the Dark Phoenix story, I again decided to quit, but upon hearing what the conclusion would be, decided to stick around till Psychops left. And now I can no longer justify buying the X-Men, not even to keep my collection complete, 
each issue hurts too much. Wow. I think that um, I'm going to cry foul. Okay. It's you have to let your art grow. Mm-hmm. It's like people complaining about Metallica because yeah. the Black Album sounds different from what came before. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to let the art grow. Is that mm-hmm. you? Did you write that letter no. to the editor? No, that is a letter published in X Men One Forty Three from yeah. one young Kurt Busiek. Really? Yeah, he, oh. it, it's popped up on Twitter lately. Like he just that's very he just, interesting. He just yeah. ripped it. Yeah. How he old did. was he when he wrote that? Oh, I he must have been in his teens, I would guess. Because he's certainly written stuff that's moved on. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, it's the it's, it's path, yeah. So. I'm not, I don't know how much he agrees with that today. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just but I, I can like see that. why people would be upset. The yeah. X Men were always the X Men. Yeah. And now they were becoming something different. That, by the way, probably redefined what superhero comics yeah. are going to become. But yeah. that doesn't mean everybody's going to like it. Yeah. So speaking of kind of the X-Men's metaphor of race and whatnot, yeah. um, X-Men was a flawed but truly sincere attempt to address social concerns about race via stories of genetic difference. Stan Lee paralleled extra powers to racial and ethnic difference. And it is in this peril that Lee tripped over his own racial metaphor, often producing stories that blamed the victim for racism and discrimination. I have to think. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. That sounds like something very scholarly. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yes. Like there's a real, there's a real heft to it. There's there's an insight. Mm-hmm. Like a, to call it fair, is is unfair. Is it the fairest of the fair? It's it's more than fair. Like what <laughs> transcends fair? Yeah. Just spot on. It 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 is ex- exactly yeah. the truth. Yeah. Ex- and. The first, the first part, I think people often forget that mm. as sincere as Lee was, yes, it was flawed from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I think that's I, I'm going to go um, super ultra fair. Okay. Yeah. Who who said that? Uh, that's from All New, All Different: History of Race and the American Superhero by uh, Alan Austin and Patrick Hamilton. We should check. That Available out. from University of Texas Press and fine booksellers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. People should. I I know I'm going to go. And buy me copy mm-hmm. as soon as this podcast Did you say is buy done. Buy me copy. Buy me a copy. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> buy me copy. Buy me copy. Buy me copy. Uh, I'm gonna go buy. I might buy two because that sounds like the kind of. I bet these Austin and Hamilton blokes they they sound like guys that would sign a book too. Oh yeah. So maybe get one that I'm gonna read and one that I'm gonna get, get them to sign and I'm gonna polybag it. That's a good plan. Oh, it's gonna board be it. You gotta yeah. board it. That, put get, a board. Get that first edition. Seal that bag. It's yeah, yeah. Get a first. Hope I hope it's still in its first. It's so smart. It seems yeah. like it would be headed for a second edition. If we could only hope. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's any any good. final thoughts on on X Men? Yeah, we're smarter than I thought we were. Okay. That sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> um, I I hope that they can refi- they can reclaim or find again yeah. a path forward yeah. that because they're a little lost right now yeah but I think in many ways well not in many ways but at least in some small way reading X Men and the way in which it was wrestling mm-hmm. with issues of identity made me think about issues of identity and I'm not saying that led me to become an immigration historian mm-hmm. but it was probably like a little nudge somewhere along the path of. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the world differently for a, a kid who was growing up in northeastern Ohio, where maybe diversity was not the most obvious thing. How about you? Uh, yeah, I was going to go with which is a better costume for Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> the blue and yellow or the brown and tan? Yeah, the, the, the blue and yellow is, is classic. It is, but I'm but sorry. Something about brown, the brown and, tan. and tan. Yeah, like when he, when he switched. 100% brown like, and tan. Yeah. 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 I don't know why they haven't switched him back to that. I'm not going to say 100%. Day one, I'm writing X-Men. Yeah. He's back in the brown and That's tan. your first change. Yeah. Well, also, I might kill off Storm. 
but brown and tan, one hundred percent. You just disqualified yourself from <laughs> ever being considered for the job. But yeah, so we agree on brown and tan. Yeah, all one hundred percent, and that we're really smart. Yeah, this was more fun than I thought it would See? be. Actually, oh, just wait till Avengers. Yeah. Oh God. All right. I'm going to do the same thing next week. I'm going to CBR and I'm pulling lists. Fantastic. Just so you know. That's cool. And then I'm going to say things and you're just going to Sounds. Talk. I will not be preparing five pages of notes then. I don't think you'll need to. <laughs> I don't think you'll need to. All right. All so, right. Um, on yes, to so, the Avengers. So happy 60th, X-Men. That's right. Happy 60th.